0: morning, I get the opportunity to uh, open up our new series, and that series is going to be entitled, or is entitled, Immovable, Immovable, and what that does is gives us a picture of something that uh, is solid, that is grounded, uh, and uh, that it it stays in its place, and that's exactly what God wants us to do uh, during times of storms and circumstances that Go beyond our understanding, and so uh, my my assignment this morning uh, concerning being immovable is uh, being immovable when your world uh, is shaken up. Being immovable when your world is shaken up. Now, I know this morning early we had uh, some of you were probably already up praying at three o'clock in the morning. There was an earthquake. Now, I don't know if you felt the shaking and and, uh, you felt uh, the rumbling, but there was an earthquake, and I know that some folks were shaken up. And you know, during times like what we're experiencing uh, lately, there's a tendency for our world to be shaken up. Now, in the Word of God, there are several Bible characters, personalities who went through shaking in their lives, who went through difficulties in their life, and uh, they remained immovable and steadfast. Now, one of those uh, Bible characters and and, uh, personalities is named Daniel. And so if you were to ask your kids, you have small kids, uh, they always learn about these different Bible personalities, and Daniel, I'll guarantee you, is one of them. Why? Why? Because when we think about Daniel, what comes to your mind immediately? Lions come to your mind. And how many know kids love lions? And especially when uh, we read about it in the Word of God, and uh, the lions didn't bother and harm uh, Daniel. That is a miracle there. And so what I want to do this morning is take a look at Daniel's life. Daniel was a teenager. Most Bible scholars scholars say that he was probably a teenager when he was brought to Babylon. But yet, as we look at Daniel's life, there's more than just being thrown into the lion's den that we need to remember about Daniel. There are characteristics in his life. There are specific traits in his life that we read about and we're going to look at this morning that uh, you and I need to adapt and begin to allow to be a part of our lives. In our text in Daniel chapter 6 and in verse 15, kind of gives us the uh, crux Of what I'm going to be talking about this morning. And it kind of bypasses this this scripture, uh, the preparation of of, uh, what's going to happen to Daniel. And I'll give you a little synopsis. There was a law that was passed because people were jealous of Daniel. And so uh, they got the king to pass a law that says, if you worship anyone else except for King Darius, then uh, you have to die. And so they Uh, got King Darius to approve this law because they knew that Daniel was faithful in praying to God. And so we're going to pick it up in verse 15 in Daniel chapter number 6. And it says, Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. Now, listen to these words that King Darius said to Daniel. May your God, whom you serve continually, that's important now, continually rescue you. Wow. Those were the last words that Daniel heard before he was thrown into the lion's den. And I'm sure as the the, the men were getting him and bringing him to that place where they were going to drop him in, those words were probably circling in Daniel's mind. May the Lord, your God that you serve, continually rescue you. And I'm thinking that Daniel was partly singing that song, Rescue me, before Aretha even thought about it. He's thinking about, rescue me, rescue me, right? And so here he's dropped into that lion's den, but yet even so, Daniel's faith did not waver. His godly principles did not waver. Daniel was immovable, even when his world was being shaken up. And I want to tell you something. Think about this. When you're thrown into a lion's den, your world's going to get shaken up. Yeah. And here is Daniel. And uh, in Daniel chapter 6, in verse 21, the next morning, we find that the king came out and he expected to find carcass of Daniel, bones laying around, because that hungry lions tear things apart. And when they got there, they found that Daniel was not touched, that Daniel was alive. And uh, this is what the king, uh, uh, Daniel said to the king, O king, live forevermore, my God sent his angel to shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed uh, me. Wow, what a testimony, because Daniel was immovable when his world was being shaken. Uh, There was a testimony the next morning. uh, The king looked and said, how did this happen? Didn't you put hungry lions uh, in that den? How could he survive? And Daniel said, because God sent an angel. I want to tell you this morning, uh, when you stand for God, And you remain immovable, unshakable during your circumstances. God is always with us. He's always there. His angels surround us. Uh, Even though it looks bad, God is greater than that circumstance this morning. Daniel, his fate was never in the hands of men. Remember that. Your fate is never in the hands of men in this world, but Daniel's fate was in the hands of the God that he continually worshiped and served. And that's what happens with you and I. When we continually worship and serve God, our hands, our lives are in the hands of God. No better place to be than in the hands of God this morning. Because you always come out a winner like Daniel. And so, Daniel this morning, and the lessons that we see from Daniel's life is that first and foremost, he didn't compromise his godly standards. No matter what, no matter what was going on, no matter how hard the shaking was, he stood firm in his faith. And the standards of worship and serving his God. In Daniel chapter 1 and verse 8, it says these words But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's food, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested the prince of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. It says that he purposed in his heart. He made a decision. When did he make that decision? I guarantee you, he didn't make that decision when the food was put in front of him. He made that decision months before, weeks before, made that decision when he was taken from his home and removed to Babylon. He made his decision that he was not going to defile himself. You see, that's something we can learn this morning. Don't make the choice in your life to not surrender your standards or principles for the things of God in the face of the trial or in the face of the hardship, but make it before, right now, even while you're not in a trial, if that's the case, even if your world isn't being shaken up, Purpose in your heart that you're going to be immovable no matter what ahead of time. So when that trial comes, when your world is shaken up, you're going to be standing firm, uh, resolute, uh, and you're going to be able to say to the devil, do whatever you want, but I purpose in my heart, I'm serving God. I am not compromising uh, my position. I'm not going to partake uh, of that stuff of the world. You see, the important thing and interesting thing is is that Daniel was away from his homeland. Daniel was away from his parents. And so who was going to know? He was away from Jerusalem. Who was going to know he was in a pagan land that he ate of that food and drank of that unclean wine? His parents wouldn't find out. The people around him wouldn't know. could have eaten the food without giving a second thought how about a modern day example how about if your child goes to a friend's house and they're watching a movie or playing a game that you don't allow them to watch in your home and you don't allow them to play those games in your home and so since their parents aren't around what do you think they're going to do Ouch. (laughs) What do you think is going to happen? It's the same thing with Daniel. His parents weren't around. Nobody would know. But yet Daniel did not compromise his principles and his standards for the kingdom of, uh, of God. No matter who was violating them. No matter who else was in captivity with him. Other than the three Hebrew boys that were there with him. They did not defile themselves. Everyone else did. This is important for us this morning as parents to understand this principle that it's important to bring your kids to church. Yes, yes. Yes, I know right now there's no game playing. They can be in their iPads in your car and be doing what they're doing. Watching Sunday school, praise God, they can do that right now while you're listening to what I'm talking about. But it's so important that we bring them to church, not send them to church. Because when we bring them to church, we're saying something. We're saying to them that we're bringing you because we want to establish some principles in your life. That when your world gets shaken up and things and temptation comes, because it will come, you're going to hold true to the things that you were taught. Those things, the godly principles, those standards in your life. This is important because peer pressure is powerful. We know that at our jobs, in our schools, with our families who may not be serving the Lord. You go to them, visit them, you know, and, you know, why aren't you having a glass of beer or wine with us? Why, why aren't you, uh, you know, uh, smoking some dope with us, if that's the case? Yeah. It's legal now, you know, so it's no problem. Peer pressure is is tough, especially for young people. But if pleasing God is as important to us as it was to Daniel, then we will purpose in our hearts like Daniel said, no thank you. I've already made up my mind a, a long time ago that I'm serving God. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. No matter what pressure, no matter what comes against us. And like Daniel, we have to decide up front, ahead of time. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, the apostle Paul said these words, Therefore, my dear brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always, not sometimes, but always excelling In the work of the Lord. Why? Because you know that the work that you do for the Lord is not wasted. Wow. I'm going to tell you something here. Those team members, those who serve, I want to tell you as you purpose in your heart uh, that you're going to stand uh, and be immovable in what God has called you to do. God is going to bless your life. Your time that you come and serve is not wasted us as we serve God in our schools, in our, our workplaces, at home, before our families. The dedication that you give to God is not wasted. Amen. Yes. And so because Daniel purposed in his heart a long time before the, his world was shaken, a long time before the lion's den, he was able to stand and be immovable. Why? Simply because, the second thought, God was the center, the center of Daniel's life. Think about that this morning. In Daniel chapter 6, that part of daily's routine that we read that got him in trouble, was that he opened his window from Babylon and faced toward Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day. And this got the folks mad. It says that he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed in verse 10, and gave thanks before his God, As was his custom since the early days. See, Daniel just didn't decide to pray when he got when when he knew he was gonna get in trouble. Sorry, folks. Too many of us pray when we're in trouble. Oh man, I know something's coming up. I, I see it around the corner. Oh dear God. And that's okay. We should do that. We should pray. But man, what about before that? Is it your custom? as it was Daniel's custom, because it was Daniel's custom to pray that caused him to learn to be immovable and steadfast. Nothing more important to Daniel than God. Everything in Daniel's life revolved around God. And we should learn from Daniel's example, because God was the most important thing. His relationship with God was the most important thing in his life. Now, I've got an illustration here. Think about a bike tire, okay? And here's the hub. And here are the spokes that are attached to the hub. Now, let's think about God being the hub of our life. And the spokes... Are the things that we do in life that are important to us? Now, what happens is the hub holds everything together nice and tightly. But what happens if we're not careful, if we become disconnected from that hub, a couple of things take place. Number one, the wheel becomes unstable. Because the spoke has become loose. And those of you with spoke rims, you lowriders, you know what I'm talking about. Your cars, your your tile shimmies, and you have spoke wheels. Is because something's wrong between the hub and the spoke. And that's what happens when we become disconnected. And God is no longer the hub of our life. We start to shimmy and shake. Our world starts to become shaken up because we've disconnected from God. And a lot of other things begin to happen also. Start to get bitter. We get angry. We become jealous. And you see, these folks that came against Daniel, they had a religious facade in their own demonic religion. But they weren't even connected to that. And they were angry with Daniel because he had favor with the king. And they wanted to destroy that. So my point this morning is to ask you the question, are you continually connected to God? That's why Daniel prayed, to keep him connected to the hub. That's why Daniel allowed everything in his life to come around God. Too many times we allow other things To come between us and God. And I show you again. Instead of God being here as the hub. Now God becomes one of the spokes. Now he just becomes one of the things that we do. Yeah, we do church. Yeah, we do reading once in a while. Yeah, we we even pray every so often. And it goes along. God's in here with hobbies He's in here with our careers. He's in here with this and with the other. He's just another spoke instead of being the hub. You'll never stand and be immovable when your world is shaken if God just becomes another spoke in your wheel. This morning, God needs to be the number one thing, person in our life because when we do that, And we surround our marriage around God, our children around God, our workplace around God, our studies around God, that God will see us through our career. He'll see us through our marriage. He'll help us raise our children. He'll help us uh, in our education. Whatever the case might be, when God is the center of everything we do, God blesses and provides. Love God with all your heart, mind, and soul as Daniel did this morning. And so I wind this down today. Daniel never wavered during difficult times. You see, with Daniel being thrown into the lion's den, that law that was passed was meant to bring fear into his life. It was meant to discourage him. How do we respond this morning? When things go awry, when things are shaken up, and the enemy comes and lies, and the opposition comes, whether through people, situations, through circumstances, do we allow fear to begin to grip our lives and begin to control what we do and not do, how we react and not react according to the things of God? Do we allow the spirit of fear to control us, to keep us from serving God? See, the Bible makes it crystal clear that we're going to suffer persecution when people at your job, when people at, your, at, at school, whatever the case might be, your friends who may not be serving God. Say, why don't you stop serving Jesus? Why why don't you come with us and do these other things? Or your, your workplace says you can't do this or the other. It's meant to bring fear into your life. To get you to renounce God, the God that saved us and healed us and provides for us. It's meant to get us to begin to pull back from what God has called us to be and do. In John chapter 15 and verse 20. Jesus said, remember the word that I said unto you, a servant is not greater than his Lord. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute uh, you. See, we're living in tough times. May not be like Daniel's tough times. But we're living in difficult times as our music group makes their way up. Tough times for the people of God. It's a perfect example. Daniel's trials, his world was shaken up politically because of those sat traps, those those administrators that were jealous of him, political people, came to the king and got him thrown into the den of lions. You and I, we're facing political hardship. We are. Doing what we're doing was opposed. They didn't want us to do this. The police came, God bless them. They're doing their job, not their fault. Said you cannot have church. You can't be in the parking lot. And this was before the governor in Sacramento bowed down to opposition and opened it up to have drive-in church I want to tell you something we have to stand in the face of opposition and not surrender our godly standards and the principles of worship and serving Jesus just because someone does not like that let me, let me tell you something here and I'm going off course but I just want to give you some, some, some understanding in case you don't understand these things and I'm sure you do you're smart folks why do you think they allow the big box stores to stay open the cannabis stores to stay open why do you think they allow these big big box stores to stay open because they bring in revenue so they allow them to stay open millions of dollars in revenue the church they don't like us because we don't bring in revenue they don't like us because we're they say unnecessary, we're not essential but I'll tell you what, I like what Peter and John told in chapter number 4 of the book of Acts the religious folks when they got mad at them for preaching the gospel and they brought them in to throw them in jail they said you know I don't know if if it's right in your eyes for us to do what we're doing or not, but we're not here to please you. We're here to please God. And so you judge and you decide what is right, but for us, we're gonna worship the Lord. So when your world gets shaken, stay strong, don't be moved. When fear wants to overpower you, In Jesus' name, you rise up and you say, Devil, get behind me. This morning, as our heads are bowed, thank you so much for you online who are watching, those who are here in our parking lot. There is going to be pressure. There will be opposition. And maybe you're feeling that right now. If you're not serving the Lord, you've never made a decision, a commitment, purposed in your heart like Daniel did, that he was going to serve the Lord, then maybe right now is a good time to do that. During this time, that we're all living in. Things are going to happen. And how are you going to handle it? Who are you going to turn to for strength, for peace? Jesus said, I came that you would have peace. Peace not like the world gives. And peace, it can't be taken away. But Jesus says he has peace that only he can give during times when your world is shaken up. So I want you to say a prayer with me this morning, if that's you, and you're struggling in your life, and you don't know where to turn, and it seems like you are in a den filled with lions. Let's pray and bow our eyes right now, our heads before the Lord and pray. Repeat after me and say, Jesus, I know you are the Son of God, and I know you are a miracle worker, i ask you today to come into my life i acknowledge you as my lord and savior forgive me of my sins in jesus name amen amen a simple prayer called a prayer of faith that god will honor if you meant that this morning.